this time on Matters. Dub no bass with my head man. Why 94 is the best year in music. Punk and Drublick. All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. Matters. I didn't do the low thing. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I'm Matt Noss. With me at the table is Matt Rose. How you doing, Matty? What up, Matty? We promised it last week. We delivered it this week. Week two with my good friend Nick Campbell. Hey, lovers. I won't talk about myself as much this time, I promise. You know what? We couldn't help it and needed to happen. Well, that's kind of why you're on the show, though. I guess, I guess that's how guests work. Yeah. It, it needed to happen because if not, it's just Matt and I talking about how awesome we are. Well, yeah. I mean, just a, a couple of weeks ago, we had on uh, Chris and Ruth, and we just basically asked them to tell us how awesome we are. So it's like it's time to like yeah, talk to other people. Gotta turn the tables and get people to tell how awesome they are. <laughs> well, good. Um, so before the the recorder started, Matt said he had a question for you. So I'm going to put Matt on blast. That's a good way to start a podcast. Well, yeah, because we were we were talking <laughs> about music uh, during the break, uh, or I mean uh, the week in between shows. Yep. Uh, and mystique. Um, yes, Miss. <laughs> Uh, I, w- I was waiting to say Mystique earlier, and then it was like, ah, the time passed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about instruments, and we were talking about effects pedals and stuff like that. Um, I am still a physical media person. I still purchase records and CDs, and then I convert them to whatever format I want. Typically, that means that I take a CD and I rip it to flack. And then I put it on like, you know, uh, a NAS or something, and then I have it. And if I want to convert that to some other format, I can because it's flack, baby. But, you know, when I was at um, Jeremy's in Colorado Springs and I saw all the records he has, I mean, he's got hundreds of these newly pressed records that are, you know, soundtracks to movies from the 80s where like... There was the Creep Show soundtrack. There was he had Chud. He had the soundtrack to Chud. What? On a newly pressed record, and it was great because it was a sewer grate. That oh, that's was, great. Yeah, it uh, it was it was so cool. That is great. That is great. <laughs> Play on words intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was wondering, do you actually purchase your media like uh, physically, or do you just download? So I I was Harmony House obsessed. Um, early on, and I would walk in with with uh, you know as much money as I could carry in there, and just walk out with as many CDs as I could yeah. carry. And I ended up with this giant collection somewhere around, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, same here, yeah. Uh, so somewhere around, I was in Chicago at the time. I I ripped it all, you know. I did. I didn't do the full flack. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell the difference there. I think I played too much loud music as a kid. <laughs> did the three twenty. ACC three twenty ACC is still pretty good. Still, I did all that to the to the to the CDs I had, and I took I kept about forty of them that still mattered a lot to me. Yeah, and uh, and just gave them the rest to the store, which were almost worth nothing at the at the time. Mm-hmm. Right, the stores are like, please don't give us any more CDs. These are worthless. <laughs> oh wow, Kid Rock's Devil Without a Cause. Why do you <laughs> have this? Like, oh yeah, no, yeah, Beatles uh, 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 anthology. That nobody bought that. That's super rare. Uh, <laughs> Two dollars. I'm like, but it was forty dollars. Anyway, gave it all up. I did keep all my vinyl. Mm-hmm. I still think that 
vinyl, at least for me, has a place. I, I there, yeah, there is. I do too. I know, have a record player. Yeah, love it. There's a magical moment when I'm in my basement and I'm like, I either got a little project to do and I don't want to screw around with the the you know, the Sonos or the settings or the mm-hmm. what I'm going to listen to. I could just like pick an album off, put it down, and not touch it. I love that mm-hmm. idea of just letting an album play. So right now I'm I'm a mix of like, uh, you know, a lot of digital stuff, a lot of new stuff I'm listening to. I just I don't buy it physically Mm -hmm. but the classics and albums i fall in love with that i've just really really listened to i'll I'll try to find it on vinyl even new stuff like there's Mm -hmm. a katronata album obsessed with this uh this producer in uh i think he's in quebec or something like that obsessed with this album i've listened to it on on um apple music like a hundred times and when Mm -hmm. i finally found it on vinyl that's instant in the collection in the collection yeah so that's kind of how i'm treating physical media at the time Mm -hmm. um yeah i'd that's my house will be full of stuff if I don't do that. <laughs> well, I I definitely went through a huge purging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's so much stuff. If I could show you the stuff that I have, because I saw some of the things that you were purging. Yeah. If you could see some of the things, like oh god, what was it? Cobalt sixty. Like I have I have so much industrial stuff that I have not listened to in literally twenty years. Where it's like, ah, eh, but. Yeah, I can't even finish that sentence. I right, just get rid of it. Well, there, <laughs> sorry, go. no, it, it it is absolutely in my collection because it meant something to me at the time. The collector mentality for me, oh took yeah, over because it isn't like now is very great for. Oh, you like? We do. We talking about death from above. Okay, cool. Have you heard? This band or this band or this band? These right. seventeen bands that you can check out one song from. In the two 90s and the 2000s, it was, well, this one, check out this song. I'm playing on the overhead. You want to give that a shot? Sure. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy that. And we have tons and tons of, like, tepid, third-rate industrial goth yeah. that is not very good. Not that had all. one song that was pretty okay, but really isn't as mm. good as, like, eh, I think all we really wanted was the downward spiral. <laughs> Ever well, that that's what we wanted. Digital. Broken, right. pretty hate machine, and the downward spiral, and your goth industrial collections pretty much complete. But the weird ones too, like ministry. I, I think oh, true. Sorry. I think having the physical media for me sometimes is is more about the story of talking with other people than it is yeah. about listening to it. And I, I still like the the vinyl and listening to it, but the CDs for me, the thing I miss about the CDs is flipping through it and being like, oh, I remember where I bought that. Mm-hmm. Or let me tell you the story about this band. This was the singer from this thing. And you get to mm-hmm. tell a story. What I've been trying to do too, and this goes with like old band t-shirts and almost everything I'm trying to purge. Cause I'm, I'm doing a similar thing in the last five, six years. Um, just trying to get rid of stuff I haven't used. And what I'll do is if it really means something like that to me, I'll take a really good photo with it or, doesn't even need to be that great, but something that captures like what's on the T-shirt mm-hmm. or the album cover or something like that. And then I'm, I think the idea, this is a rough idea, but I think the idea is I'm going to build a poster, like an actual collage of things that I put in a really nice frame, print it all mm. out. And now I can walk by and be like, let me tell you a story about this, you know, gasoline T-shirt that I had right. from this band. And now I get to tell the story without owning... A, a thing yeah. and now i do that's the jimmy idea. hendrix right yeah, that's a really <laughs> right. good idea and so i get to tell that story and then the physical thing doesn't need to be on the shelf to trigger it mm-hmm. and then people can actually walk by and go like what's with this collage of like ratty t-shirts I'm like <laughs> let me tell you 
you know? <laughs> right. There's, there's something interesting there I'm trying to figure out because there is still a value to the physical thing, especially when it's from family and, mm-hmm. you know, any of those things. So but I think it's a, the story. Some of the most important physical things are things that I was like, I couldn't quite eBay. I started to give away. I had a signed copy of Sloan's One Chord to Another on the Enclave with the party record inside. And it was the CD. Love it. And I didn't want to sell it. But I was like, I like Sloan. I don't love Sloan. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to have dinner with them. They were super nice guys. But I am not Sloan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But Lauren Kozlowski, the guy I do uh, Roach, a, Coach. Roach Coach with, he is, they're his band. Really? It's Death From Above and Sloan are like his number one and number two. Oh, wow. I, so did, I, I would not have thought that with, I mean, because let's face it, Lauren's tastes are Very so, eclectic. are all over the place right. that like just he's, Sloan was not one of those He's one bands. of your friends that will earnestly defend something that you cannot understand why anybody would li- like it. Well, like Roach Coach's conceit is that we're listening to new metal and trying to compose the best of the best list for new metal, which most people would be like, that There's, seems like a giant waste of time. That's, that's a zero. Is right. What? There are no good new metal <laughs> records. And that's kind of, I entered it just like they wanted to do it so bad. I was like, I'll engineer it. They started doing it. And then they said something. I was like, it's actually, I um, <laughs> just couldn't shut my fucking mouth. And now I'm in it. I'm yeah. just in it. I'm on the ride, too. And it's like, to be able to give him something that means more to him hmm. was a, like super rewarding for me where I was like, oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, like. I, I, I totally understand. Whereas like I, some of this other stuff, if it ended up in a landfill, I would be like, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you plastic. are the E.T. the Atari game of <laughs> right. music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> All right. I need. Yeah, there's always a question I like asking um, music, uh, music fans. Number one CD most likely to see at a pawn shop. Number one. Uh, ten. Pearl Jam. Ten. Oh, this guy's good. Devil Without a Cause, Kid Rock is my number one with a bullet. Wow. Okay. Number one, the bullet. At a pawn, at like a, at a, like a used. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You will see ten copies of Devil Without a Cause in the used bin. That thing sold ten million copies. <laughs> Just on scale, you're saying like there's more of them in the garbage than there's more of the <laughs> exactly. Well, there's more of them that deserve to be in the garbage. Yeah, but... <laughs> we can speak about if it's a good album or not, but it's like there is just so many of them in the world, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like, and the reason why I would put it above a ten by Pearl Jam is that the fandom of Pearl Jam kind of begins and ends for the Fairweather fan at ten. Mm. Yeah, so they're more like maybe to keep animal it. or verses or whatever. Versus, right. See, yeah. Verses is one of those you'll find because everyone's like, "Ooh, new uh, Pearl Jam record," and they're like, "Ah, these aren't the hits I'm used to." This is yeah. Jeremy. It's gone. This, yeah. yeah, and then it's in the used bin. Yeah. Whereas Devil Without a Cause, number one, Kid Rock himself has turned a lot of people off with his mm-hmm. his political beliefs, mm-hmm. but also that style of music really had a peak and valley. It did. And then it was just like, yeah, I don't need to hear Cowboy ever again in my life. I'm good. (laughs) Once in a while, they play it at the gym because they have like a 90s station that they have on. And it's 
you'll go from that to another thing they played yesterday was Limp Biscuit Nookie. Yep. And yep. then, oh, no baby. joke, it went to uh, Boys to Men. Ah. Or no, 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 no. Bell Bit. Fuck. Which one was it? I think it was Boys to Men. Yes. That's Bell Biv. Oh, that, that was Bell Biv DeVoe. Uh, and then, like, it just, it it jumped around to some of the worst music in the 90s. <laughs> um, and, like, this is this is the same station that also plays, like, CNC Music Factory. But whenever that song comes on, I make a point to be somewhere near the TVs so I can watch it while I'm working out because that video is hilarious. Is that full of just, like, zooming in and out? It's like, <laughs> yes. just constant zooming, hand Zooming zoom. out. Go, 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 go. And, and then people... People doing the weirdest things. And then there's just a shot of like this woman with a condom over her eye yes. where it's like. Huh? Gotta get deep with it for a second. You know, they, which one do you think? What's, what's your poll? So there was, there was a, there was a theory I was, I was building in the, in the late nineties. That was, there was a lot of one, one hit bands that had songs that blew up in the in the 90s where everyone's like this is my new Seven favorite Mary band. Seven Mary 3. Marcy yes. Playground. Boom, boom. Corner Shop. The, yep, mhm. And everybody bought the CD. Corner Shop's a good one cuz that's a hit song and the rest of that record doesn't sound like it. Nope. Um the two at the time I remember seeing constantly was Blur 13. Mhm. Cuz everyone's like new this is the new Nirvana with this with this woohoo song. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and then they go woohoo and then they put it on they're like what's this British slow What's coffee and like, TV? Yeah. Yeah, what's this boring <laughs> stuff? Great record, but that song it, it did not show off that record in the best right. way. Right, it wasn't indicative of the rest mm-hmm. of the record. Perfect yeah. for the used bin. Second Breeders last Last Splash. Oh, Last Splash, absolutely. That's a great record. Great. That song is like kind of an outlier as far as stylistically for that record. That's a staple of the used bin. Such a good record, though. I can remember seeing. I mean, when I said "ooh," that's because that made me think of every record store I've ever gone to, and there was a copy of that right there, Bleeding Heart, right there, right in the middle of the bin. Great record. Again, another one by volume, though, is Eagles Greatest Hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're naming things like that. So it's like there's cigarettes on the street. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, there's cigarettes everywhere. You know, it's like, I mean, nothing. I, I don't mind the Eagles, but they're not my favorite. You know, in in in, in greatest could, hits form, they got they got some hits. You're like, oh, that's another. Right. But when you sit in an Eagles record, you're like, can uh, you turn this off for me? <laughs> Just. As please. a personal, as a personal, as favor a personal favor, me? can you p- please take yeah. Desperado off of your record player? Yeah, that's and buy tough, another copy man. and throw both of them in the trash. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could do without some more hotel, but they got some hits. There's some hits. Oh um, yeah, well of course. I mean, it's still the greatest selling record of it all time. It just passed. It just passed uh, this year. Uh, Thriller. Yep. I think I think I heard that right. I, I yeah. think it was second for a while, and it just passed Thriller as number one selling record. Insane. The Eagles. Emma F and greatest hits. Why I don't though? Know if I can swear or not. Another um, classic used bin find: Big Audio Dynamite Two. <laughs> oh, oh God, that is so true. With the song "Rush" on it. Hey Matt. Yeah. Take a wild guess what they played yesterday at the gym. Rush. 
If I had my time again, I would do it all the same. That song fucking rules. The rest of that album is hot garbage. (laughs) Real shit pile. Oh, I owned it too. That was a Columbia House order. Okay, I got one. Columbia House. All right. Metallica Black Album. Metallica Black Album. Mm. Because so now I'm starting to apply Nick Nick's knowledge or Nick's guess. It's a theory. It's theory. Theory. It's a Your theory. theory on it. Did they hear um, nothing else matters mm. and think, oh, okay. Nice and romantic. Nice and romantic. Or was it, I'm a Metallica fan <gasps> and now I've heard nothing else matters and you need to get this out of my hands. I think that it's probably just if they, uh, this is this is just for a Detroit thing. Um, they've listened to the riff once and they've realized they don't need the record because they can just turn the riff on at any time and hear one of the songs. I think I could get three bucks for this. So <laughs> they're just going to play. I would just switch the radio and it'll play through. That could, yeah, that could go either way. I don't remember Metallica being that big when, when, when the Black Album came out. It's, it's big enough to where they're going to buy it all like they did versus Pearl Jam. So I think it's more of like, okay. I like that slow kind of like, you know, chill, you know, this nice vibe of a song. Nothing else matters. It's kind of like moody, and then they get it, and it's it's got it's full of more shredding they weren't used to. I'm looking up the name of this record because boy, oh boy, sorry, I have to take it away from. But man, did I see this? Oh boy, why did that start playing? <laughs> okay, <laughs> this album was in the used bin forever. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, God. One hot minute. <laughs> was that the second album after... Um, that was the first one after Jean Frusciante left. Oh. Wait, so what was after Blood, uh, Blood, uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic? One hot minute. See, I think that's the reason, though. More than the Frusciante. Because I think there's... He, he has a name, for sure. But I think people are like, I love the, love the Give It Away. Love the bridge. Love that being under that bridge. I'm gonna get that second album, and then you end up with a versus situation. Right. You end up with I, Pearl Jam. I end up with Aeroplane. <sighs> but that was where they took the turn. See, for me, I think Black Album and Blood Sugar Sex Magic have a very similar trajectory for a band, where they are leaving one part of their band and they're forming the next sound. And mm. I think they kind of nail it. So I'm a fan of the Black Album. I'll speak out. I like the Black Album. I like Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I think is probably top ten album ever made ever produced rick rubin love you man um those albums kind of like find the best parts of what those bands were and what they will become and like focus it with a magnifying lens and make this hit of an album and then afterwards you end up with you know red Hot chili peppers who basically been making this same song over and over again oh thank you after after one hot minute was californication which is the record that they've made Every record since, yeah, but yeah, they were finding that sound. But I think that it start like under the bridge is their first, basically their first slow song ever. Right, it's on Blood Sugar Sex Magic, they get that kind of ballad. They see they're like, because every artist figures this out. They're like, oh, sh- the ballads make the money. The mm-hmm. ballads span past just a guy band or just a girl band. They're like, the ballads go everywhere, and so they find that formula. And like the cartoons we were talking about earlier, they just they drove that formula into the ground. Rather, Chili Peppers did. And I would argue, Metallica did too. Found found their moment, and then tried to replicate that 
moment that had enough of their past in it to make it a little bit heavier edged, enough of the balladry in there. You got the enough, nothing else matters, and they kind of fall off after that. I'd, I will admit that I liked some songs off of Death Magnetic quite a bit. Um, I thought that that was them going further back in their catalog past um, Black Album, but not not far enough. Because <laughs> um, I'm I'm a really big fan of early Metallica. You like the thrash. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like Master Puppets and, and Justice for All. Uh, even um, even Kill 'em All and and you know Ride stuff. The lightning. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and the Black Album is is the one that came out when we were in early high school. Yes, and at the time, I didn't know enough of the back catalog to to shun that album when it came out. I liked it when it came out. Yeah, but I would say from a used bin standpoint, I'm more likely to find Stanger. Or Saint Anger, uh, <laughs> than I am the Black Album. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, right. Yeah, you got a point. You got a point. As an REM fan, I'm much more likely to find Monster. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> than I am any other record. Yeah, because that was after our Automatic, right? It's right. Automatic. Automatic Monster. is in my top five albums all time. Great record. One of the best. Really? Yeah. Yeah. One I think best. I think Automatic for the People's Untouchable. Um, oh. It still holds up. It really does, and I think the reason why I think it's untouchable is because they didn't. It is just their best songwriting, matched with every lesson that they learned up until that point. Like they didn't try to do too much on that record. Like they got who they were. I think "Night Swimming" is a certifiable classic. Um, they captured because Green was the feeder to automatic for the people mm-hmm. and it was it was the bridge like it got them there but like there is no stand on automatic for the people mm-hmm. you said whoa whoa, whoa. you saying stand's not a good song no 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 but there's no <laughs> there's no song like stand yeah that's true it is on, very slow it's a slow album. it's a slow burn but it is apps it pays off dividends that's for so me good it's so good drive is a is a great song first All track of, first track number that's that's one of my top one one tracks one one, you know side A, track one set off the record, drive. Because you and Marie, your lovely wife, mm-hmm. have a have a hardcore side two song one theory. Is that it? So, what is your theory? So first of all, hi Marie, I'm sure you're listening. Uh, big REM fan. We also Sloan fanatics. Love the Sloan. Love you Sloan. I think the theory, so I would, I'll argue for Marie's theory, which her theory is, you know, first song on the record, good song. And this is true for mixtapes too. I'm hope, I hope I'm doing your theory right, babe. Second song, bring him down, put a little emotion into it. Third song, hit. Third song's got to be a crusher. Got crushed the third song. And I think that's, I would say that I think is the overall stance of. Now listening to these new metal records. The ones that stand out follow that sequencing, mm. where like l- number one is a should be a mission statement. Yeah, it's like here's what we're about, but doesn't need to be. This is the best song on the record. Number two is like, all right, you're here now. Let me show you around a little bit. Mm. And number three is like, this is smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> like, right? Because I'm thinking like that is Nevermind. If I'm Nevermind starts Teen Spirit. 
Okay. So so my so I I would say, and if if you know it's late at night, late enough at night, Marie and I will get into this, which is that's kind of more her stance. I I think I, ho- I hope I'm doing that argument right. I believe you throw it all on the front page, especially these days. First song, first hit, first track, A one, bam, Nirvana, never mind, boom. I think drives a hit. It's not the biggest hit on the record, but that's a that's a unstoppable song, right? Drop the record on, bam, out the door. Can I can I interject? Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. First track on that track for destruction. One one. A one. I mean, it's no paradise city. Don't get me wrong. So but Welcome you, to the would, Jungle would is a fucking buzzsaw of a song, man. Oh, now I have to pull the track listing for Appetite, we, uh, which you probably is, know. It is Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, I see you sitting there. You think you're so cool. It's so easy? It's so easy. Uh, and then I think it's Night Train, Out to Get Me, Mr. Brownstone, Paradise City, My Michelle. And I'm blanking. Think uh, about you. Think about you. And then is it A Sweet Child of Mine? Yep. And then there's two songs, and then it's uh, Rocket Queen. Yeah, you're crazy. Anything goes. Yes. So you almost got it. Welcome to the Jungle, Night Train, Out to Get Me, Mr. Brownstone. Wow, really? Mm. Yep. Wow. How does that album stand up for you? Is that a playthrough? No, um, because there are some songs on there that I can't really do anymore. Um, But (laughs) Welcome to the Jungle. 100%. 100%. Paradise City, 100%. Um, Night Train, 100%. Yeah. Shit. That's uh, awesome. Even, even, even Out to Get Me. Um, it but I'm innocent. <laughs> you can suck me. Um, that was always the weirdest <laughs> listening to that song with my mom. Um, but no, uh, it's so easy. I listen to just because whenever that comes on, I get to text you or Phil and be like, oh, yeah, I see you sitting, see there. You sitting there. You think you're, you're so cool. cool. Like I could go back through oh, text why don't messages. You just <laughs> oh, fuck off. Um, I could <laughs> I could go through my text messages and show you just how many times I've done that. And with Phil, it's actually um girls, girls, girls. Because there's this crazy part of the song where it's uh hey tommy check that out man what vince where (laughs) (laughs) and so (laughs) whatever (laughs) that's like that's yankee rose for me Well, then just load up to the side here and take a look here. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> She's beautiful. <laughs> the guitar is his compatriot in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Steve Vai. I can play anything. <laughs> 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 but it's just the earnestness with which Tommy Lee says, "What, Vince? Where?" <laughs> like I can just imagine his face. Just follow my dong. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, I could talk about music forever. Forever, Never. it keeps giving. It's what are you into right now? Like, what are what's what's got your ear at this moment? Um, oh gosh. Uh, so Kate Trinata gave the shout out. Lewis Cole. Um, so what is this? Is it a what genre <clears throat> is this? Kate Trinata is like like hip hop slash house kind of stuff. Um, 
Lewis Cole's like new jazz synth pop jazz weirdness. Um, crazy old school, like one man band kind of guy. And then oh, started wow. doing, making his own albums and just came out with a new album. Highly recommend super weird, uh, jazz fusion kind of stuff. So if you've, if you've got into like dirty loops or, um, Oh gosh, who else is doing the like snarky puppy, like jazz fusion rock kind of stuff. If you're into that, check out Lewis Cole, check out, uh, Nowhere, which is his other band. K N O W E R, awesome stuff. Um, and then Wolfpack. Can Love. we talk about the Wolfpack, dude? The, the best. They're from Ann Arbor. Oh. It's unfucking believable. How did I not know this band existed? They're from basically thirty minutes from where I live. They they play like studio musician. I'm gonna grab a, a some a device that I can play things through. Oh my gosh, Wolfpack. So do, do you do you enjoy the Wolfpack? Um, I I. Cannot tell you if I've heard them or not. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so they started, if I understand it right, they basically started, they got really into studio musicians, like all the musicians that played on Pet Sounds and the Monkees albums and all the, you know, uh, big records in the 60s and mm-hmm. 70s. There's like basically 20 musicians that played on almost all of those records. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great documentary about them called Working Crew, I think it's called, if anybody oh, wants to check it out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt's talked about, yeah. Okay, amazing documentary. So these guys, from if I'm getting the story right, uh, fellas, because I know everybody from Wolfpack's listening, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> they were obsessed with this like studio musician culture, being really like technically good at what they do, but mm-hmm. also really funky and like in the pocket. And they started this, I think it started as like a German fake German studio band called Wolfpack where they just do instrumental stuff that's super funky and they I feel like they kind of expected some other singer to come along and like just take their track and like make make turn it into something because it's some of the like pop like tightest pocket funk soul stuff it's like mm-hmm. if, if the like the Blues Brothers backing band times yeah I don't know do that. you have uh, one that stands out in your mind so um I, I mean gosh I think, uh, yeah, it's track one. <laughs> it's track one, one, baby. <laughs> um, na- if if you can uh, if you can name a couple songs, I, I think I could pick it better. Sure, I'm so bad name. at naming, right off the top of my head. But they're very, very. Um, well, back pocket is probably the first one that I heard. Oh, back pocket, back pocket. So this is a little bit of back pocket from uh, Volpec. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, so staccato. I've definitely heard that. Like, I want a T-shirt that just says "staccato as fuck" on it. <laughs> it's basically my theory. Like, if there's a song out there that is like tight and staccato and just I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you need to do for me. Have you heard Tigran Hamasian? Oh no, no. Okay, so I don't know how this showed up in my YouTube feed, and I don't know how it showed up there. He is Armenian American. And he is. Are you familiar with the metal style of gent? I, I think I understand what the gent joke is. You're right. Is it the is it the YouTube guy that kind of came up with that? Uh, Jared Dines. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it, it, it's like it's like 
odd. It's just odd metal music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he is like a, odd how like odd signature, like odd signatures, and then it's like junk, junk, junk. Like it makes the gent sound. <laughs> oh, it yeah, makes I guess that sound just right. Right. Um, so he is a pianist, but he's multi instrumentalist, and this showed up in my feed. And the first time I heard it, I hated it. And I have listened to it so many times since because it kept my it kept me coming back. So this is just a little bit of it. If you hate it, I understand. Um, this is a song called Vardavar. And this is them live at the Montreux Jazz Fest in 2014. And I'll wait till the drums come in because the drums are insane. I think he's doing a linear rhythm. See, this is that jazz fusion kind of stuff I was saying. Like, this is this is my jams. Because it's and rock, fusion, jazz, weird syncopation. It's weird. It's definitely weird. It's not straight ahead. But there's something about it that peaks my ears in a way that... Like, I love modern hip-hop. I don't care if it's all garbage. I love Travis Scott. I like uh, I like a little pump. I think the new Kanye stuff is good. I think Kanye is a garbage person, but like <laughs> I, I love that stuff. But then I hear stuff like this, and it's like, what are you, what are you doing? What's the math? On like, this? there's <laughs> exactly. It's just like this is so outside of what I would normally listen to, but it just catches my ear, and I'm like. Okay, I'm in. You might the, the, the original kind of group of bands I was saying like Snarky Puppy and all that stuff. They're a little softer than that. They're not as hard edge, but like that battles. Love has battles that, has that like weird edge to it. Um, yeah, that that's good. I'm gonna write that one. That's a writer downer. That's a writer downer. <laughs> uh, uh, I love it. I love it. I love that stuff. You reminded me of one. I think you could actually play here. That I think is. 20 seconds long call. If you look up Lewis Cole, which I brought up earlier, I think bank, bank account. Let's call it bank account. It's the first one that you get from him. I don't know how long that is, but it's very short. And it's, it's a minute 34. Hey, you cut it at any moment. You'll get the gist. video because it's him in like Zubaz. I think he's got a, a cut off McDonald's t-shirt in this one. I'm not sure if it's this one or the other one. Um, it's, it's, the pants that he's wearing. Yeah, he's... Yeah, are, those, are those muscle pants? Those are Zubaz. Oh my god. <laughs> he's a character. Um, and yeah, staccato. So staccato's fucked, but that jazz fusion, that, that kind of sound, those weird chords... Yeah. There's also that nowhere band is more uh more weird time signatures and that whole that whole thing. The YouTube band thing is like it's so intriguing to me the Pomplamoose, all that mm. stuff. The way that you could just build a band in, with YouTube now is so bonkers. Wolfpack I Wolfpack by the way if you're interested go watch the YouTube stuff cuz it's all them performing it live. They record it live, perform it live. It's not, you know, they are that tight. Overproduced. It's in a, in a little room somewhere. Uh, that's what's interesting about this YouTube movement. Lewis Cole, uh, all the, all the, most of them that I mentioned are all more entertaining on YouTube than just throwing the record on. So you had uh, an idea for 
a 90s, like 1992, is it? Was you and Marie oh, and yeah. you? 94. 1994, you say is a clutch year in music. Yes. Yes. So it, the, I'm so bad with remembering, but you pull up the list of 94, which may be interesting to do. Wasn't Downward Spiral 94? I'll check. So you, lo- you look at the list of 94 records. And especially the 90s. And I think everybody goes through this. I, I try not to be the old man about this because I think everybody, when they're you know, in high school, is just their music time. Mm-hmm. The world's new. Everything's new. Everything's more magical in that era. Even if you didn't like high school, it's like music's amazing. More amazing when you're 16 through 20 than it is afterwards, yeah. I'll, I'll, I would argue. So with that, with a grain of salt, I think 94, looking back statistically and also just looking at the album covers back... Weezer, um, oh, like yeah, Blue Album's '94. Yeah, so was so, Spiral '93? So yeah, I think Damn. it was earlier. '94, the 40 best records from mainstream alternative artists. Number 40, Live's Throwing Copper. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> so I think everything you've said is moot. <laughs> no, I loved. I'll, I'll see my way did. out. He loved. Live. I, loved I loved that live. record. I thought they were great. That that record at the moment sounded like. It didn't sound like the future. It sounded like exactly that moment, and it sounded more like that moment than anything. And then it immediately stopped. Gone. Gone. Yeah, that was a big. Oh, what a sound! Bush, sixteen mm. stone. Oh wow! Now can we talk about Bush for a second? That no, if we must. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm going to keep my Bush thoughts to myself. <laughs> the what's, cranberries. What's, what's, no need to argue. What's your What's your thought on Bush? Aside from they're not as bad as I hated. I don't. They're that not gr- is not that is not a band that I grew that grew better. I don't think they did to, to you though, right? Well, that sixteen stone, that record, that that one's fine. What's the one with Vaseline? Because that one could go in under a. I don't even know. Number thirty-seven is it Vaseline? That's no, the no, no, glycerine. That's glycerine. That thing could disappear. That's a oh. razor blade suitcase. Oh my god! Yeah, because Vaseline was Stone Temple Pilots. Ah, uh, yeah, no, that's a great that's a great hit. Thirty-seven. The Crow soundtrack. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Here we go. Now we're getting real. 36. Tori Amos, Under the Pink. Great oh, record. Wow. Number 35. Toadies, Rubberneck, a used bin staple. Yes, yes Toadies. <laughs> what, a, what, a rec- what a sound, too. But I'll tell you what. If Possum Kingdom comes on right now, we're going to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't skip that. You don't skip that song. That song is Crusher. That, yeah. that gets played at the gym on the 90s station all the time. This is Rolling Stone just S in their own D. Neil Young and Crazy Horse Sleeps with Angels. Get out of my face. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Ugh, Soul Coffee, Ruby Room. Never did anything for me. Dinosaur Jr. Without a Sound. Yeah, that's okay. That's not my thing, yeah. but that's a good record. Corrosion of Conformity, Deliverance, Reality Bite soundtrack. Smashing Pumpkins, Pisces, Iscariot. Actually, what are the... Pisces, that, that, that album holds up. It's one of the few Smashing Pumpkin albums I own. You do. I do own that, and I owned uh, Mayonnaise Dream. So that's which like was the cover one, right? That's full of like yeah. B-sides, covers. That's the one with Landslide, oh, Landslide. which is also a used bin staple. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Bad Religion, Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, that definitely deserves to be. Oh, man, that's such a great album. Bob Mould, Stealing My Heart at number 27. Sugar, File Under Easy Listening. Ooh, yes. That's a great record. Mm-hmm. Frank Black, Teenager of the Year. Oh, I nice. Did not own that one. Rollins Band, Wait. Hmm. Rancid, Let's Go. Huh. 
My new metal roots showing up corn by corn. Uh oh. Stone Temple Pilots, purple. Yeah. Flowers in the Vaseline. That's the Vaseline. God, what a sound. 21, Veruca Salt, American Thighs. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Number 20, Helmet, Betty. Diverse. Nice. 19, Oasis, definitely, maybe. Yeah, well. 18, Liz Fair, Whip Smart. Oh, no way. That's a record. Offspring Smash. <sighs> Blur. Park Life. Uh-huh. <laughs> now we're getting into some hits right here. That's some hits. That is a hit. Girls record. and Boys. Mm-hmm. 15, You've Been Staple Monster. Get out of my face. Oh, that's not a bad record. It's not the best REM record. Well, it was them learning, like, <laughs> like turn that phaser down a little bit. They're like, if we if we make automatic for the people, can I please buy a fuzz pedal? Can I buy a pedal? Can I buy a delay? Which all I want is a fuzz pedal. All right, Buck, you get your line. Uh, number 14, Sonic Youth, Experimental Jet Set Trash, No Star. Okay. I that's never, Bull and Heather. I was never a fan of Sonic Youth. Meat Puppets Too High to Die. Allison Chains Jar of Flies. Good record. Good record. I'm questioning this this list, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm questioning the list too. Beck Mellow Gold. There we go. Okay. Right. That's all where right. that's where it gets a little crazy. Right there. Beck Mellow Gold. Beck Mellow Gold. So Mellow Gold is Okay, one second. Sure, the breakthrough was Weezer. No loser. Sure, it's also loser. <laughs> I don't know Mellow Gold that well. I I know. I don't think that holds up as much as like the it, second. Almost everything else, like Odelay. Odelay. Odelay is, is the yeah. one, but that's like so that had Devil's Haircut. That's yeah. ninety six. Uh, that's his breakout for sure. Yeah. yeah. But here, here's what I mean about ninety four, and I think you should finish the list. But here's what I think we would both argue on ninety four. Talk about Marie and I. It is a diverse year of music. Yep. Something for everyone. Yep. And it and if you look at the hip hop charts, ninety four, same amount oh, of crazy it's stuff. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. look at the R and B charts, ninety four, same amount of crazy stuff. Is like there are five, six, eight records that you look at and you're like, oh yeah. yeah. If you li- if you grew up in that era, I think mm-hmm. I mean I mean so it's 10, not for everybody. Ten is a staple of Matt in my life. Yeah. Mm. Beastie Boys ill communication. Oh yeah. Sabotage yeah, 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 yeah. took over. Oh it did. God. Number nine, Pearl Jam Vitology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I, I like that record. one. Yeah. Okay. Whole live through this at number eight. Yeah, Whole. I can see that. Uh, see, this is Rolling Stone being Rolling Stone again. Johnny Cash, American Recordings. More important now. Yeah, but that that was that him, was pretty good. Him doing Hurt. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, I see this one. Soundguard, Super Unknown. Oh, best. One oh, of the best records. That that deserves to be on there. You remember how much I listened to that record. It's it's a classic. A Stone Cold classic. Super Unknown, by the way. Great 1-1. One, one, right there. Put that record on. Black Hole Sun is your opener? What's no, your no, opener? It's a Super Unknown. Super Unknown. Boom. It hits you. 1-1. Mm, one, one. See, this is almost unfair. Nirvana, MTV, Unplugged, New York. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Want to talk about the singer-songwriter. Number four, Jeff Buckley, Grace. Killer record. Killer record. Still, everybody's dancing to his version of a Hallelujah mm-hmm. instead of Leonard Cohen's. Yeah. Holds up. Holds up. Another Gone Too Soon. And different. And, yep, I agree, but also different 
from other things on the list. The production on this record's insane too. Like it doesn't sound like every other record from the time. Um, it sounds more like a jazz record than it does a rock record. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty sounding record. Somebody asked me to name a perfect record, like perfect to me record. Okay, I'm I'm interested to hear what you're going to say. This one to me is a cover to cover stone cold classic. I never skip a song. I can listen to all 10 of these songs four times in a row and be like, I'm still delighted by this record, The Blue Album by Weezer. That's 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 high on my list. It's a stone Dude, cold classic. Whenever nonstop. my name is Jonas comes on, that's a one fucking one. forget it. Get out of my way. I'm pulling over my car and I'm fucking smacking the mm. steering wheel. It is. What's the surfboard song? Surfboard Surf Wax, Wax, Surf Wax USA. USA. When that comes on, I'm like, good song. As always, every song is a good song. But then they do the breakdown. They do the. You take your card away. That's when I know I need to pull over because <laughs> I know it's coming. Well, yeah, luckily. Luckily, with my name is Jonas, it's like, all right, okay, the workman hasn't urgent, injured his hand yet. Let's <laughs> let's find a parking lot. <laughs> Dozer has not cleared a path. Driver swears he's learned his math. God. What a record. Oh, we saw Weezer cha- live on oh, that we tour. Did. That we changed them. music for me, that record, because up until this point, I was classic rock. I did not... Like new music, mm-hmm. was not a big fan of like I like pop new music and Michael Jackson and, and that 91, 92. I owned CNC Music Factory. My first two CDs were CNC Music Factory and Simpson Sing the Blues, right? And I'm like, oh my god, I was pop, you know, musical. I was into music. I had the Vita soundtrack, I had all that stuff. I did not, was not into popular rock music. And Weezer came out, blew it, blew it out. Blew it out. That record yeah. changed. I was like, there's really good music out here. Totally flipped the script on me. I was like, I s- le- less Russian Led Zeppelin in my life, more Weezer immediately. Boom. I um, love that record. I listened to it cover to cover a month ago. And the whole thing, if there is a weak song on it, uh, maybe no one else. Maybe. Mm. Maybe in the garage, maybe. But the I'll tell you, in the context of the album, it's perfect. The album's perfect to me. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie, and I know this isn't '94, but I think the Green album is really solid too. You know, everybody loses their mind for Pinkerton because it's the one that failed, mm-hmm. and the fans for Pinkerton, like I loved Pinkerton when it came out, but yeah. I wasn't like. This is the best record. I still like the Blue Album more than I liked Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. And I still like the Blue Album more than I like Pinkerton today. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie about that. I think Get You is a terrible song. Um, that's my Weezer bracket. Um, <laughs> no, there's this podcast called The Weezer Bracket where they're trying to decide Weezer's worst song. <laughs> that's pretty bad song. I think Get You is a terrible song, but it wasn't their choices from... from um, that that record has Beverly Hills is winning the whole thing right now. <laughs> oh, see, I don't mind Beverly that's Hills. Just stupid enough to where it falls through the crack for me. It's like a different band wrote it. By the, can we talk? By the way, just a second about sure. their their Africa. Uh, yeah, thing. let's talk about that. 
Just little aside. I thought that I, I thought it was cool they retor- recorded the song for the girl, but why? Okay, so why all of a sudden did they make an almost note for note, but with like Weezer crunchy guitars version of a song that was already recorded almost perfectly back in the in it the was 80s. it was because that girl requested it. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell, like fill me in. So the story is there was a girl from a small town who started a petition for Weezer to cover Africa. And they were like, no, why would we cover Africa? <laughs> to your point, it's a perfect song. Yeah, it's perfect. And then um, it, this went on for months. Yeah, where she just she kept like bugging them and bugging them and bugging them. Yeah. Okay. And then they were they were they were like, sure, no problem. And then they released something that wasn't Africa, and it was like, ha ha ha. And then the next day they released Africa. What? And just on based on letters? Yeah, based on Twitter. What? This is a Twitter account. Okay, like you should do it. Then they do it, and now they're it's like uh, it's, it's aiming it to the be their first, number one song right it now. It is the first Weezer single to chart in ten years. That's amazing. Yeah, like it's gonna. It sounds like it's gonna pass almost all of their other songs as far as like sales. It's like they're, it's going nuts right now. Yeah, it's everywhere I, I walk is uh, is like yeah. Oh, they made a video. Africa. They oh, remade the sweater song video with Weird Al Yankovic, <gasps> Love singing it. Africa. Love oh it. wow, I did not know that. But Weird Al's dressed more like the Buddy Holly video. Oh, oh I did okay. see that photo. Okay, sorry, I had to take an aside because that was like I've been hearing that everywhere, and I I. I knew there had to be a story, so thank you. I apologize to listeners if they knew the story. But I, I did not know. <laughs> I that remember story. seeing it on the on the news. Their 1994 top 40 alternative. So so blue album was what number two? Number three. Okay, three. This is number two. Yep. This is my number one. Nine Inch Nails Downward Spiral. Oh, I thought you said it was 93. I thought it was 93. I was wrong. Made it. I was something for everybody, folks. 94. So what's number one then? Oh gosh, what are they missing? So Beck's in there, Blue Arms there, Allison Chains is in there, Stone Temple Pilots was in there, Nirvana was in, Heart Shaped Box. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Oh wow, that was three. that was earlier. It was oh, like that was oh, Nirvana. It was live album. It was it I was the uh, unplugged. It was unplugged. Was you ready? I'm ready. I don't think I could get this one. Go, Dookie. Green Day. <laughs> oh, oh. Dude, okay. Do you have the time? To listen to me whine? <laughs> Just for a second, listen <laughs> to me. That album, by the way, front to back. That's a that's a front to backer. Two blue album and dookie, front to back, road trip. Never never a bad idea. <laughs> never a bad idea. That's dookie a great is an album that is number one a used bin staple. Oh, one thousand percent a used bin staple, yeah. But number two is an album I've honestly never listened to front to back. Really? I, I listened to it a couple times front to back when I had it in high school. But then I found the songs that I liked, and then I put them on a mixtape, and that was it. <laughs> pulled, pulled the rest out. That one for me was, I was into CDs. I had the CD player at the time, but I didn't couldn't afford a CD man, whatever mm-hmm. they called that, disc oh, man. Yeah, disc man, yeah. So I still had the walk man. I was a Sony fanatic, so I couldn't go for the cheap CD you know, man, <laughs> so I had to get the disc man. Mm-hmm. So I still had the walk man, and I made uh, cassette copies of all my favorite records. Dookie was the one that was my lawn mowing record. <laughs> like I had to mow the lawn once a week, you know. Uh, yep. 
get out there, barely hear it. Didn't have like big headphones. It had yeah, like little had, earbuds yep, cranked yep. up. It's probably why I did the the the, um, the flag. MP3s. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so killing my earbuds, cranking them up. But man, that record will cut through any bad stereo. Will cut through any medium. I, I it's a killer record. That's so killer here's record. some that we missed that I think are clutch, super important records. Yep. Portishead Dummy. Yep, 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 yep. That is a 94 record. Okay, so these are not on the list, but not on Rolling Stones list. All right, hit me because there are many missing. Nas, Illmatic. Here we go. Fundamental hip hop record, redefining the style and genre. Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, Pavement. Mm. That's a good record. 94. Chad, Chad would would be a big proponent of that Pavement record, wouldn't he? Wasn't Pavement one of his favorite bands? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to go see uh, The Malchemist together, me and Chad. That was a good show. The Stevie. We saw Malcolmus uh, together as well. Ready to Die, Notorious B.I.G., also 94. Here we go. Holy smoke. Um, boo, 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 boo. I think these are the rest of these albums aren't my favorite. Um, I'm looking at uh, The Holy Bible by Manic Street Preachers. I like Brit, Brit Pop, but that is not one of my favorite Brit Pop records. Let Love In, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, no way. Yep. Uh, 94. Uh, All right, so I... I Oh, shit. Diary by Sunny Day Real Estate? 94? Some of those years just all... It's weird that it's 94. Voxel and I, Morrissey. Protection. Massive Attack. (sighs) Good record. Good record. It's not mezzanine, but it's a good record. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's not mezzanine, but... Mezzanine is... I can still listen to Mezzanine all the way through. Okay. That is an almost perfect record. Now, this is going to resonate with Matt and myself. This record, also in my top five. Mm. I'm defining my top five in front of you guys. Dub No Bass with my head man. Oh, Underworld. Underworld. Oh, that I don't is, know that record. That is an almost every, flawless record. Every Underworld song I've heard is is a hit. This record is so important to Matt and myself. <laughs> It is the saw it like Jay Ren, our mutual friend, got into them first. They were on uh, TVT Wax tracks. What's yeah. on this record? Is this like Born uh, Slippy? Cowgirl? So, no, Born Slippy was after. It was later, uh, right? There was Cowgirl. There was Dark Epic. Dirty there, Epic. Or Dirt. I'm sorry, Dirty Epic. Um, yeah, they're an interesting band. I cut your story off, man. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Hey, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I did, I did, that was in my DJ era. I found, I mean, like I discovered him or something. I found one of the records. And I'm like, oh, this this is the kind of like dance music I want to get into. This is um, this is the record. What a sound! What a sound! We saw them live. We would put this on, and it was just like, the night is right. Mm-hmm. I, I could can't drive. I could drive all the way to Detroit and back with this record. Yep, from Kalamazoo. Yep, let's like, go. No joke. I, lo- I think this sounds like just hearing it because this is the first time I've heard it in a couple of years because it just celebrated the 20th in 1994 mm. or in, uh, in 2014. 2014. They, they did a 20th anniversary of it and I listened to it again. God damn, this record is so understated. Whereas like dance music in the 90s was so tinny and, over- and way overproduced. Exactly. This is so, yeah, you're right. It's so subtle. I've it's, always wondered what is that because it 
it does it sounds like dance music it's instantly recognizable like my mom would be like oh that's techno music or whatever it's instantly recognizable but but it's unlike anything else and mm -hmm. i think you nailed it it's like minimal and understated in a way <sighs> this fucking song Jesus Christ. This like, song reminds me of Jay so much, I can't even tell you. It's almost 10 minutes long, and I remember the first time I heard it, I was at my friend Jay's house, and he had, when you play music on your computer and it makes... Oh, yeah, like a... Uh, visualizer. Visualizer. <laughs> he had a visualizer, but this was like a visualizer in like 1994, so it's yeah. a big deal. And he had this on, and it was Jay, Amanda Reed... Yep. You I and think me? I think maybe Katie Brown might have been there like, too. Like just like friends, and he put this on, and none of us fucking talked for ten minutes. <laughs> and then when it finished, we were like, "Can you play it again?" And we weren't fucking high, we weren't <laughs> drunk, we were. It was just like you hadn't heard anything. Like, like I didn't yeah. grow up with this. Like I liked hip hop, I liked you know some techno. But like this isn't like house. This isn't like that type of stuff. And yes. we were blown away. <laughs> oh, so and good. I mean they're just fantastic live too. I remember we went and saw them the one time at St. Andrews. Yes. And I can't remember if we ever saw them a second time or a different time, but I remember seeing them at St. Andrews. And that <laughs> was just an amazing show. Whenever we had to do a lot of work like late night big deadline where i used to work in chicago we'd put on live underworld on the tv with the concert the whole thing and oh, crank it. oh yeah because yeah. tomato used to do the art for them yeah oh, it's amazing and we'd all just like get into this trance and get our work done and work till midnight and mm -hmm. hustle up for a client and that just that helped that helped make the day the night go mm -hmm. a little a little faster Here's some more from '94, Crazy Sexy Cool TLC. Oh no way! So that's an un those are untouchable fucking TLC songs yeah. on that. That's yeah, Waterfalls. Wasn't, Waterfalls. wasn't Scrubs on that? No, or? that's fan mail. Oh, yeah. but okay. Waterfalls I mean, just Waterfalls. found out Waterfalls was produced by the same crew that did the Outcast records. Just found it out. So hold it, wait. Yeah. So the I forget their name, but they they also have a documentary on on. Right. That is um disturbing to peace. So or no, no 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 Bomb Squad. Bomb getting closer maybe that's right i think it's the bomb squad so they there's an excellent documentary uh about them and they go yeah um they wanted this weird new sound for the tlc hit and they brought us in and we produced waterfalls and you hear you listen to it same drums got that same like tight drums that outcast has and you're like oh why how did i not see that but it took till this year to to figure that out his and hers by pulp 94 Blowout Comb, Diggable Planets came out. Uh, Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music, Outcast mm -hmm. is 94. Um, Tragically Hip, Day for Night. Probably my favorite Tragically Hip record came out in 94. Uh, 94 is pretty untouchable. It's, it's tough good. year. It's good. Now, I hate to be the one to ask the questions. I love the questions. Because there's two music questions I ask everybody, because I love music. I love hearing people's opinions. If we have time, I'd love to ask you guys. Sure. All right. Let me say this last one for Maddie. 94, Punk and Drublick. I Matt, I got my phone because I was looking up when Punk and Drublick came out. Because I was like, no, that wasn't 95. That was Heavy Petting Zoo. It had to have been 94. 
And you were right. It's quite a year. Quite a year. Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Jesus. Oh, my God. Really? <gasps> wow. Jawbox for your own special sweetheart. 94. Crazy record. Okay. I'm ready. No, the, your they're, they're both. They're still all music. Sticking with the theme here. Twice Removed was 94? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, they, it, it never ends. If you're put on a 94 playlist at your next party full of uh, similarly aged people, <laughs> hit. Instant hit. Instant hit. Um, all right. Here's, here's you could take either question. There's, I guess there's technically three. I'll, I'll try to do the first two very quickly. What is a band or singer or person that played music that you didn't like early on when you were younger that you've grown attached to as an adult? You've like found mm. the love of this this band from '94. Any any era, any oh. era. But somebody you grew up with, where you're like, eh, you either blew them off. You, you can't just not be aware of them, but you actively were like, don't like them, don't like them, don't like them. I grew older, I love them. They're one of my favorites. Or you could also do the opposite. Someone you just loved up until a certain age, and you're like, I could be happy if I just don't hear any one of their records. Not like a one-hit wonder, like mm-hmm. live, but or a, something, a band but that you actively listened, actively to. like loved for years, and then you you just hit the hit the curve, and you're like, yeah, I could I could take take them out. Either one, you can answer either one. I'm gonna go with the first one and say Johnny Cash, where I just didn't have much to do with Johnny Cash. When I was younger, but now, like just a couple weeks ago, I was over here, <coughs> and we were talking about the Johnny Cash song where he gets a job at a, um, oh, yeah. a Cadillac plant, and then he steals parts One year to build time, yeah, <laughs> and he steals all these parts to build his own Cadillac. Um, but all the parts are mismatched, so he's got a sixty-one, sixty-two, sixty-three, sixty-four, sixty-five, sixty. Um, but yeah, I like the the one Pandora station that I built um, from the Cramps plays a lot of cool stuff, and it plays a lot of Johnny Cash that I wouldn't have necessarily heard otherwise. And I already liked Johnny Cash to begin with. Um, as an adult, you know, rehearing a lot of Johnny Cash, uh, but now that I hear a lot more because I listen to the Pandora station all the time, um, yeah, Johnny Cash is definitely way up on the list and before you were just like eh, very music. in very indifferent to johnny cash mm, okay and i'll take indifference i'll take indifference i i mean i don't like i don't like modern country at all but like johnny cash and uh of course now i'm blanking on the goddamn names but but like johnny cash and stuff from that era like a willie nelson um, or or Waylon Jennings or yep. um, I'm trying to remember Patsy Cline um, stuff like that I can deal with, okay. but modern country no oh yeah yeah can't do it. Well, I'll, I will be honest and say that Cocaine and Rhinestones the podcast has turned me on to classic country in a way that I never gave the time of day to mm-hmm. without. But I, the thing is that I never heard these guys. Yeah, but like. Buck Owens is fucking great, you know. Like, or Charlie Feathers. I don't know mm. if you ever hear Charlie Feathers, but he's. You might have heard him on the Kill Bill Two soundtrack, but uh, 
Yeah, the like the the station that I listen to, you know, it's it's mainly like rockabilly, psychobilly, but they play a lot of older country too. One of them being Charlie Feathers, and it's stuff that I did not hear when I was a kid, and I think that a lot of people who like country didn't hear, and maybe might not even recognize as as country, considering how differently it sounds. Mm-hmm. Right, kind of like how you hear bluegrass, and it. Like you recognize it as not being of other types of music, but it still doesn't sound quite like country does. Right. Like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like bluegrass, Dixieland, West Coast swing have elements that are similar, but are not. Yeah. I mean, just like just like rockabilly does. Right. Like just like the Delta Bombers, they have elements from a lot of different things, but you wouldn't hear them and think like, oh, they're they're this or that at least not to me like they play them a lot on the cramps pandora station that i listen to but i wouldn't put them in the same category with the cramps or or reverend horton heat or stray cats or anything like that you know they they have a very unique they're, sound. their own thing yeah so for you it's johnny cash for me i'm gonna take question two mm. which one was i passionate about that i've cooled off about and that's in a word radiohead yeah Radiohead was the most important oh. band to me in the 90s. Oh, like OK Computer? OK Computer dropped in, like, I think, 96, 97. And I was like, this is my band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amnesiac, Kid A. Kid A, to me, that's a Stone Cold classic. I think it's great. Good record. But as I got older... Tom York and his pals just didn't do it for me anymore. Like Tom's voice is very unique and I loved it and I don't hate it today, but it is not there. So yeah, that's what I'm interested in. Cause I like that side. Of, I like both questions, but what, what I always like is what is it about it that turned that you think turned flip the switch for you and, or, the other part of it is like when you hear it, are you like, that's fine, but I'm just going to skip it? Or are you actively like, I can't, t- I can't even take it anymore? I can listen to from In Rainbows back. Actually, not all of In Rainbows. Hmm. Some of In Rainbows back and be just fine. But so like like the Benz, you can deal with. The oh, Benz. my God. I can listen yeah. to the Benz right now. All right. Because I was going to say I've got like I still listen to stuff from the Benz. But in un- unlike when I was 18, 19, where I w- oh, you said the Benz, I can put it on right now because that is the type of person that I am at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, OK, yeah, and I, I probably won't listen to the Benz anytime soon. I listen to OK Computer. A month and a half ago, was happy to hear it, but it wasn't like my life force, my life yeah. blood was in, in when I was 18, 19 years old, <laughs> that band. That yeah. band meant everything to me. You really... I was insane. I was crazy for them. And I got to see them in, in concert a few times, and they were fantastic and great experiences. But now it's kind of like... It's like, and for some people that does it for them still, and I'm like, I'm okay. I'm gonna skip this one. 
<laughs> well, like all of this stuff is like all the new stuff is just like in a morning forever. It's just sad. Yeah, I, the, the new you stuff didn't, for sure. You didn't think their other stuff was sad? Well, OK Computer captures being the lost. Bends. You didn't think the Benz was sad? Well, it's funny because I didn't on revisiting. It is an immensely sad. Street Spirit is a hopelessly sad song. Um, but I wasn't there at that point. When I listened to those, when I listened to Just, I'm like, this is a great song. And I wasn't listening to the words. It was like just the feeling of the song is like this is an amazing oh, song. That reminds me of the time you were talking. We were, I think it was, geez, maybe two thousand one. I think it might have been the Fourth of July party, <laughs> and we were talking about oh god, Crack City Rockers, <laughs> and you were talking about how it like that's like that's such a fun song, or you you yeah. use some word like that, and I was like. Oh, a yeah, yeah, fun yeah. song. Oh, what what yeah. are you talking about? And you were like, just like it's like the like it's a fun song. And I was like, it's about a bunch of homeless people who take a train across country, get beat to death by cops. <laughs> oh, oh, well, not that part. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that part seems to be a real bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we need to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more matters after this. talk about what we are into this week and i've blown a couple of the things that i've been into because that that tigran uh guy was one of my was one of mine i was like oh I'm, I'm gonna do it this time i'm gonna bring him out so i've got to go to my dusty vaults and pull out uh some some things that i'm into this week manny do you have one locked and loaded um still into delta bombers dude you just played some Delta Bombers for Nick and myself, and we both were like, shit. That's a good sound. That is a great sound. Yeah, yeah. I want to catch these guys live, but I know that I'm not going to be able to catch these guys live for yeah. a while. <laughs> well, they are constantly touring. so I can see that. His voice it shows that wear and tear. <laughs> <laughs> this is my touring voice. This is my touring <laughs> voice. Um. I am very excited to start watching The Good Place. I tried to watch an episode. We, we tried to watch, and I think it was 20 seconds in, and you got you got disrupted from watching. That's that's <laughs> why it's hard for me to be like I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate. Yeah, yeah. Like I started watching Attack on Titan before we got pregnant, so now all I have to do is watch the 20 minute episodes, and mm. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. To, to to plow through th now two seasons, it's just yeah, it flies by though. 
Like the the because the seasons aren't twenty two episode seasons; they're thirteen episode seasons. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, so you should be able to you should be able to make it through because most most shows are doing half season seasons now. Yeah, well, I I'm glad because let the writing be better. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have the writing be um, good. And I'll, I'll tell you what I'm really looking forward to: Halloween, man. We're Halloween. right on top of it. This is I'm talking about the movie Halloween. Well, oh, we are. Oh yeah, we're, we're by the time that this episode comes out, it we're either it released last week or it's releasing next week. Oh shit! This will come out the week of Halloween. Oh my god! So yeah, it came out two weeks ago. Then never mind. Sorry, everybody. Um, but uh, mystique. Yeah, sorry, mystique. <laughs> Certainly um, didn't stack episodes. <laughs> um, but Jen and I were talking about this yesterday, and my friend Brett texted me, and he was like, "Hey." Just an FYI, the MJR in Sterling Heights is having uh, an advanced screening on on the eleventh. What? Yeah, but I, Jen couldn't go, and I knew that that yeah. you probably wouldn't go. Yeah. And it was like I want, I really wanted to see it with you guys, so I didn't want to go see the advanced screening. You don't want a scaredy cat. Yeah, we we saw it with you. We remember. <laughs> <laughs> How are you watching the movie, Matt? Your eyes are closed. I'm seeing what no, I need you, to. No, it was funny. You you were not closing your eyes. You were just making the kind of the face you were making now, where you were just like, <laughs> you looked you looked really serious and like you were trying to concentrate. But Jen and I were just like, look at his face. <laughs> um. Oh shit! You know what I'm all I'm into. One thing. This is stupid, but uh. Apple CarPlay now has Waze on it. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, you got the update. I got the update. I'm yeah. so bummed. I'm so bummed. I don't have some Apple Apple Play in my car, dude. Game changer. And Android Auto and Apple CarPlay are fucking bananas. They're I, so great. Uh, As a weird sub note, the last time I saw you was your birthday mm-hmm. surprise party. <gasps> yeah, and you had said because. You do something super cool. You take a little sabbatical in the February-ish time frame yep. uh, to do a little R&R and to ski and to kind of connect with a friends. Little on the trip. Web, little friends on the West Coast road trip. And you had said when you were coming back that they were going to put you into a Windows machine. And I didn't know if that has happened yet and if you had made the transition. I'm so glad you said that because... That is one of the things I'm very excited about. So the in, in, in 3D industry in particular, many of you probably know this, we could use every chip and every video card you throw at us. Like the more chips, the more video cards, the more processing power, the better because everything renders faster. And, and Apple has been dropping, dropping the ball quite a lot in the last few years. I'm a diehard Apple guy forever. My first machine I ever bought... That was my own computer, Apple, Apple, Apple. Anyway, the tides have been turning over the last five, four, three years in our industry. Almost everyone's moving to PC to get the, you know, the new thread rippers and all the video cards and all the stuff you could do. So happy to report I just ordered my first PC ever, and it will be showing up in about two weeks. Got the whole setup, got monitors brought in, got a VPN to get all the uh, monitors or KVM switch. I got all this stuff. I like figured it, trying to get all this stuff going. And so I am terrified. I haven't used, win- <laughs> I haven't used Windows in uh, since like 90, 
I don't know, in the oh, 90s. Oh, it's going to be a much different experience. I'm so excited. I'm also terrified. I'm excited because, you know, everyone convinced me, okay, all you need to do is turn this thing on and play with the, the big software that you use. For me, Cinema 4D, After Effects, Dimension, all these 3D applications. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to send an email or do your regular stuff, flip open a Mac, flip open a laptop. So that's what I'm going to be trying here in like two weeks. And I'm turning my entire office upside down to like get ready for this thing. Um, and I, I'm the, the real thing I'm excited to do is record the process. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of tutorials and stuff on YouTube and about 3D. But one of the things that a lot of our audience is doing is switching to PC. Mm. And a lot of them are coming at the same angle I am. It's like Mac, hardcore, never played with Windows, not interested in Windows. And so the goal is I'm going to record this entire process going from Mac to PC and answer all the try to answer all the questions and That's show really all the mistakes idea. and show yeah. all the frustrations of the keyboard. and Kind of going from last week's conversation about failing. Mm. You're, this is, and I this am was, putting that one out. You're, you're putting this one out. But I feel like that was one of the most unique thing about Grayscale Gorilla tutorials were that you guys, when you did something, if it was like, and this is me not being in the industry and knowing nothing, so you have to understand this is going to be the most big. But if you're like, we're going to render a sphere, that's what we're going to do, right? (laughs) Something as basic as basic could come. If you made a mistake in your tutorial, Mm. you would be like, Okay, that's going going to happen. And you literally showed how the software worked rather than like when you watch a YouTube tutorial where it all works perfectly. Right. You guys were like one of the first teams I ever saw make mistakes and be like when this happens do this. Mm. Because there's nuances all over the place and you're going to learn with Windows the nuances of Windows because it has plenty. Yeah, well, it, and let me let me just say something really quick showing do this when this happens is so huge because when you're following tutorials for coding and they don't say okay if you're getting um you know can't find nth type of whatever you know this is why it's happening people lose their goddamn minds remember to to catalog those things and be like hey if you're getting this issue, this is what's causing it. Go, this is how you fix it. That is huge to people like me when we're going through a tutorial for a particular framework. And it's like, well, why the fuck isn't the framework? Right. I, I did everything you told me to do and it's not working. Like having someone who's gone through it say, hey, this is what it is. Like that is why Stack Overflow exists. Stack Overflow is huge, and it's all because it's the community answering questions for people when they're running into an issue. And you just doing that automatically is huge. So that's that's a really good idea. I, I, I appreciate that, too. And, and that's that's always been a part of our philosophy is, like, leaving the mistakes in. And I think it does a couple things. One is, like, a level, a level 10 teacher is probably the worst teacher to teach a level 0 or 1 person <laughs> because they... As, not because they're a bad teacher, but because they assume so many things about their life. They're like, Here, I know how to save things. I know how to open the program. I know, like, they skip past all that stuff. And the level yeah. zero person that's literally just starting is like, can you show me how to open the program? Yeah. That's no fun for the level 10 person. And, and it's, it's no, no fun, fun for the level, yeah. For the zero. 
Yeah, you don't want Stephen Hawking teaching intro to physics, right? Right. right. <laughs> and so we've always taken the stance as far as trying to leave that stuff in is like, okay, well, we're not level 10 people. Mm. We've all worked in the industry. We have knowledge. We worked on, you know, commercial work. But um, we're going to, we're just now learning this software. And that's where we brought it. We, we know how to be an artist. We know how to get our work done. But we, we, we are learning the software along with you. Mm-hmm. And so we're maybe a level three art, you know, person for the software. But that's fine because most the software you're was new. You're level zero or yeah. one. Yeah. The, the, yeah. It was great timing. The software was new at the time. And we're like, you're a level one or two or zero. And if you're a level five, then please come help. Jeez, yep, we're yep, yep. lost over here. And if you're most people, you're at a zero one. And we're like, all right, I'm going to hold your hand across the bridge and get mm-hmm. you over here. I'm going to go run ahead about a week ahead and break stuff, come back and make a video to bring you there. And so mm-hmm. that the you know, we need another episode just to talk about teaching. It's such an interesting topic for me. But me too. Yeah, I love that stuff, that idea of where where you are and leaving the mistakes. And uh, uh, real quick, too, but before I get to my favorite stuff, m- one of my one of the most commented on tutorials that we've ever made is me doing this animation in After Effects. And what I'm trying to do is get a little circle to just animate on like a little clock. I just like have a little, almost like a pie piece was growing into a full pie. Mm-hmm. And uh, constantly I was like, I did this animation before and I sat there and I was like, I know everyone out there is watching this and I know everyone's yelling at me for the exact effect I need. And it took me about 15 minutes to finally figure out what what I used, which was the clock wipe. It's like the Star Wars clock wipe yeah. <laughs> thing in, in the animation. And literally, the comments were just full of people like, it was so great to yell at the screen, use the clock wipe, you idiot, to someone that is like literally teaching them. And so like, it's a humble moment as a teacher to, under, to, to let people know, like nobody knows everything, even yeah. when they already have done it. It's like, we forget. This is what creative work's all about. It's like, figuring it out until it's done so i that's such a interesting part of 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 teaching so uh i'm way off on 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 the topic but i love that stuff um what else was i supposed to do tell you what i was into what are you into this week um all the netflix stuff got me thinking about two things one one is a netflix documentary uh that i've watched maybe every four months now since i watched it it's called Hip Hop Evolution. Oh, it's great. One of the best. Like, there's been a series of these. PBS had one recently called Sound Breaking yep. or something like that. I watched that one. Which is incredible. Um, but this Hip Hop Evolution, they literally go back to Brooklyn and back to Queens and talk to the original um, guys like, like that yeah, are Grand still Master alive. Flash and, and, and Melly Mel and, oh, wow. and um, Furious Five. and yeah, All of them. Like all, they go sit down at a park bench with these guys. Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> it is, it it is, and they talk about that and like, is that really the first hip hop record? They they really break it down. Like, think of it this way: the the it ends with Dr. Dre. That's the end of the of the um like ninety you know whatever that was early nineties. Dr. Dre is where this documentary ends. <laughs> they bring it to there and they're like, and then hip hop existed. Yeah. So yeah. they 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 slice the early years up into amazing little pieces. It's so That's something cool. I've, the boogie down Bronx. Oh, it's so good. And the house parties and and uh, Cool oh. Herc and all of them. It was it, I've watched it. It's brilliant. It's very well done and it brings it brings it back to something I think I mentioned last week, which was like. The behind the scenes, how things were made, and the fact that, um, you know, um, oh gosh, what's his name? The DJ guy, the original. 
So oh, Grandmaster mean, Flash. Grandmaster Flash was like, you weren't supposed to touch the records. Like, everybody was trying to loop records and figure out how to make records loop, but nobody could touch the record. They were, like, lifting up the stylus and trying to line it up. And I, he was like, I was one of the first guys that realized, like, you could just touch the record. <laughs> and it was like, every one of my parents and grandparents yelled at me for touching the record. It was everything I could do to do it. And finally, I just grabbed the record and spun it around. And now scratching and, and looping and mixing and mixing was invented. I was like, oh, my God, these people are still alive. Like, you don't mm -hmm. it's you just look at them, teach it. So that that's been amazing. And then um, recently I've been watching the Joseph Campbell uh, series. Oh, sweet. So that's on uh, Netflix now. And if if you're interested in storytelling or and the hero's journey and stuff like hero's that, journey, yeah. Star Wars myth. The, the, the idea that this guy went back to all these myths and religions and tried to find what was similar about them mm -hmm. through all of humanity and try to kind of boil Create this the stuff down. and all that, yeah. Very interesting. It's a really well done series. It's, it's dated as far as, you know, the production of it. It's from, looks like the 80s, 70s maybe. It's all PBS. It's beautifully done and uh, really, really interesting. So I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of that. That plus all the other bands I mentioned earlier. If I got a free minute, I'm either watching Wolfpack Live, which they just come out with a new show from like Brussels. It's an amazing live show. Or um, one other thing is, uh, oh, that pedal show. So we were talking about guitar yeah, pedals. Guitar pedals. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys uh, review and test an AB uh, guitar pedal. So I've been obsessed with this uh, show. I think it's called That Guitar or That Pedal Show. Hmm. So yeah, that's what I've been into. That's very cool. Awesome. Um, I beat Resident Evil 7. I don't oh. think I ever said that on the show. This is it. This is what I've been trying to think of. Worth it. YouTube uh, BuzzFeed show where two guys go out to see if uh, the same item at three radically different price points, which one is the most worth it. So they'll be like, the uh, steak, worth it. So they'll go to the corner diner, they'll go to an okay steakhouse, and they'll go to a four-star steakhouse. And they'll be like, which one's the most worth it? Uh, sushi in Japan. Um, this one that has a robotic sushi maker that's like a, a hundred yen, like one dollar a piece. Or this sushi restaurant that's like $130 a person for maybe an hour and a half experience with sushi. It it um it wins your heart. Like the first couple of episodes, they didn't have the chemistry and they brought in a new co-host and ever since then the two hosts have been on it, but like they'll do Korean barbecue and they'll actually go to Korea. And most oh. of it's LA based um or the actual country that they want to go to. But I watch it with delight because you start to get to know these guys. It's kind of like what I loved about podcasts from a couple episodes back. Whereas like you listen to your favorite podcast and eventually you kind of know who these people are. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, and Adam likes this. Or I can't wait to see Adam's reaction to this. Mm -hmm. You know, like they did pizza at three radically different prices. And like there's a thousand dollar pizza in New York because of course there is <laughs> with like gold leaf and truffles and shit Ugh. on it. You know, which is like, I love truffle, but I don't need... I don't need to spend $1,000 on a thousand dollars piece on of pizza things. Yeah. And luckily, I mean, like, the proceeds from that one go to something 
a charity of some sort. But um, yeah. Um, Do they always take the third one to a crazy level? That is, in general, their sense. And have they ever picked the the crazy one? Were they ever like Goldie Pizza? Gotta do it. Or like handmade sushi from Japan? Like got so it. the the sushi one they picked the 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 big one. Okay. The um, how about the steak? The steak one they were like some of them were like nah the most expensive one wasn't worth it. It was good. That was like Wagyu from mm-hmm. a restaurant in Vegas. They were like. Honestly, get the tomahawk from this place, and it's a better steak. <laughs> Just go to Clawson Steakhouse, and and it, and and it had much more steak on it, or like you know, like sure, like they did cocktails, and they went to like the corner bar, this fancy place, and then they went to like a Japanese mm-hmm. style like bar, and they were like, it was amazing to go to the Japanese style bar, but realistically. This one was worth it for the money because I could see us doing this more. Yeah. Whereas this one was like, it was a special experience, but not really worth it in the long run. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's it's very interesting. They did cookies. Like they did a dollar shortbread cookie. They did like a $10 cookie in New York and then like a hundred dollar cookie <laughs> from Japan. Japan. Basically, seems I, was to just, be, I was going to say Japan seems to be like a, a, a common denominator. Here. Well, the margins it, figured it, out in Japan. It's mainly because Japan and the Japanese will look at one aspect of something and be like, well, this is my whole life now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, this is how I spend my whole life is figuring out how to decorate cookies well. <laughs> but yeah, worth it on uh, YouTube. Uh, it's also on Amazon is it a, Prime. Is it a YouTube Red thing or? Nope. Uh, it's just a regular show. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, you can find okay. YouTube. On the uh, BuzzFeed channel, and um, it is, it's fascinating. I love watching people eat, so I guess <laughs> that kind of all. <laughs> uh, by the way, YouTube Red best, best money spent. Oh, oh, best whatever five I'm, ten bucks I've I'm, ever spent in my life. I'm considering it because of how sick Just, I am of ads. Matt, I'm telling you right now, if you need the money, <laughs> ask me because <laughs> it is that worth it. Is that a good gift? That might Dude, be a good gift. I'm telling you right now, it changes YouTube. I think it changes YouTube for me. Like completely. Because you don't have to wait for something to play. It's it not even plays. the wait. It's like you, it's not the wait. It's the brain space and the time. Sp- I can't explain it other than it's, like. It's seeing what you want to see when you want to see it. Yeah, but the the idea that it also disappears is such a big part of it because I log I, I didn't have a login or I forgot. Oh, I didn't want to put my password in my Apple TV or something and I saw like reg regular YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, I forgot. This is <laughs> this is how people live." And I was like, <laughs> and it's not it's not overly expensive. It's not one of those things where you you know go to the fancy steak place and you, you always have to eat it. It's like relatively inexpensive you also get all their music by the way you get google play music with it hmm. like i use which i use all the time yeah. and they have great uh, like a good music service i forget there's one other thing that you get with it um well you get all the all the shows anyway that's beyond the point the fact that you don't see an ad blows my mind when i yeah, forget that's... to log in I know it's Do so it. dumb. It's such it's a dumb, so dumb thing, but it makes it well. That's such like a Hulu. I, I bought Hulu. I was using it. The commercials would drive me crazy. Yeah, I to the point where this is how dumb this is. 
I was paying for it and not using it. And then I did the commercial free, which brought it from like nine ninety nine to eleven ninety nine, and now I watch it all the time. I watch Hulu a lot. I I find that I'm going a lot between Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix, and Shutter. Because mm. there's, I mean, they all have a lot of stuff I can watch. But I forgot that Good Place was coming back on. So oh, that's coming on. By the way, Shark Tank starts tonight. It's new season. I've never watched Shark Tank. One of the best shows ever made. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the best shows. Huh. Shark Tank, all that'll date how when this episode comes out. <laughs> don't sure. look up the don't look up the start date of Shark Tank. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, look, anything you're into, and I I I try to keep this advice in mind for myself too. Like, if you're into it and you use it a lot, then put money into it. Yeah, and YouTube. We all talked about some great YouTube stuff tonight. Yep, we all yeah. watch. We all put our eyeballs on it. And I, th- man, for what are, is it? Nine bucks a month? Is something like that? Nine ninety nine, ten bucks. It is. That is money one, well spent. One one less guitar pedal I could buy. <laughs> but man, that's money well spent. I think. Yeah, Nick, tell people how they can get in contact with you. Hey, friends, uh, come. Say hi at uh, on Twitter is probably the best way. Uh, it's Nick Vegas, N I C K Vegas. Um, can uh, if you're interested in 3D, learning 3D, or adding that to your workflow, uh, you can go to Grayscale Gorilla. Better yet, uh, easier to type. Just type in Cinema 4D into Google. We'll pop up somewhere in there, or YouTube. We have a, a good YouTube following. And um, oh gosh, music. Do I pimp my SoundCloud? You'll, Do it. Nah, that, I gotta work on my. Uh, gotta work on my work on my act all but, right yeah i'd say i'd say twitter i'm always open to any questions if you guys have any questions or just want to continue a conversation twitter's probably the best place nick vegas nick vegas maddie how can people get uh, in contact with at, you i am at karate dracula on twitter and on instagram and i am at matt Noss on twitter and also on facebook and you can get in contact with the show at matters pod on twitter and facebook and you can always go and send us an email at matterspod at gmail.com thank you so much for listening thank you nick for being a guest two weeks in a row thanks for having me guys we was fun loved every moment of it and we will catch you on the next episode of matters, matters. the string you know it's something good thing we didn't forget it yep we got it <laughs> It was a good try. It was, it was a, a try. solid try.